to El Merengue Culer, the podcast that discusses all news relating to Real Madrid and FC Barcelona. I am Gerardo Castro, and alongside me is my colleague and good friend, Brian Martinez. In today's episode, we will discuss Barcelona's economic state. Will they be able to register their new signings? In complete opposite news, we'll also talk Real Madrid and the profitable year they had uh, this season. We'll also touch up a little bit on the Kylian Mbappe saga and the more and more agonizing news that come every day with it. We have to hit you guys with the troubles that are going on in the Blaugrana side. Um, I'm going to start off with some kind of better news, which uh, Pablo Torre, loan deal to Girona, was finalized, set, one more salary off. Kind of sad with Pablo Torres. You know, he was so expected to be this next you know, prodigy for Barcelona, and he's been just riding the bench and now potentially going on the loan. He just so happened to come into the wrong time. You think we, so? had, we had just such a such better options. But I feel like Barcelona, even over the past year or two, they've been going through a transitional phase, you know, um, adapting to building a squad, financial issues, and it would have seemed like the perfect time for Paulo Torres to get his shot at, at a starting role but it just seems like Xavi doesn't trust him. Yeah. Also, it could be a, it's a lot of factors, you know. Whenever whenever it comes to like why players don't make it right to the to the to the main starting lineup and get some proper minutes uh, week in and week out, maybe he just wasn't the guy on in practice. He didn't show what he really was in practice. I did I mean, I it's not that I don't like him. He showed like a little bit of spark, but that's so hard to expect, hey guy, you're going to go in for last 5 minutes of every game where nothing's even going on and impress me that's right. that's a lot to do that's a lot to ask for and hey at Girona, he's gonna get minutes you know i hope that he can find himself right get get into game form see what he's all about and he's still young that's why we're loaning him out because he could still come back and or go and impress us and be like okay yeah you know we got you now uh, another news uh, also jordi alba according to marca his move is also finalized and he will be joining Miami in the next few days. I think they're going to announce him in the next few days. What's going on with Inter Miami? Are they building a retired Barcelona squad? Or yeah, what? there was a there was an article that I read. They said they're um, they're getting some <laughs> some traction that they're making a, a a remix Barcelona. That's what they said. I've heard Luis Suarez is trying to join. Luis them too. Suarez is also tapping in. Busquets is already there. Who are they competing against? <laughs> Charlotte FC. Like what's going on? <laughs> like hey. <laughs> Look, it's the are we that much of a threat? It's, it's the retirement home for Barcelona, <laughs> and I think it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be funny. I think like just seeing them and like playing. Like I want to see what it's like to see like you know such top players that are still not you know they're all not that old yet. Yeah, you know, ball. and then playing against MLS cats. You know, so, yeah, you know, seeing what that really is like. Oh, and sure. it's going to be a treat for us, you know. Yeah. Uh, Miami's coming to Charlotte at the end of this month. Shout out to my boy Tyler. He's blessing me with his ticket. He's not going to sell it, even though they're reselling for a bunch of money. Um, and I'll be able to see Messi live. Ty, <laughs> if you're hearing this podcast, my wife will make you a full week of enchiladas or flautas, okay? Ty, you know. The you, offer still stands. It's okay. I, I trust I trust Ty. He loves me too much. <laughs> he loves me too much. And he knows how much I love Messi. So 
that's gonna be so yeah it's gonna be a treat for us in the u.s you can't you can't be mad at that no no absolutely seeing sergio seeing jordy messi ball it up hopefully not complete demolish us charlotte speaking god i just hope i mean i think inter miami will have you know a retirement home but at the same time (laughs) these guys are class beyond what these mls players are about and i think that they're it's going to clearly show even with an you know an older age right that they're still yeah elite and top players well we'll see man M- uh mls i mean and, miami and these guys are i mean these guys are still in shape like i mean no Messi, of course, Busquets, yeah. uh uh even what's jordy. called uh, jordy alba and uh, hey jordy would have probably stayed had balde not existed yeah shout out balde he he pushed uh Chavi to really make a tough decision and even Jordy to be like, okay, maybe I can't. And he didn't want to play anywhere else in Europe. Whatever. Kudos to him. Yeah. It'll be fun. And I think it's a nice little challenge for them too. The trio, at least for Barcelona, if Suarez doesn't join the trio to be like, really see what they can do with the very second to last team in the MLS. Dude, it sounds fun, man. I mean, if, if I was any of these players, right. Knowing that we made such a career with, with the club that we love, which was Barcelona, and we can come back together and play together again yeah. and get paid well to to do what we love in our retirement years. Yeah. That sounds like something and we may see I like would love di- to be a part of. We know? may even see like a different little playing style of them. Maybe, Maybe. they were going to be more like chill. You know, I mean, like, they have their no pressure. They're bringing an experienced coach in, you know, Tata Martina. But yeah, with that being said, wish them the best. Hopefully they uh, put Miami on the map, right? Mm-hmm. Um Nico is also on the way out, according to Fabrizio, the GOAT himself. Um, he has mentioned that Porto is appearing to be the most concrete option. The sale would see um, Barca collecting up to 10 million euros. Okay. So that'll be a little boost, right, to balance out the book. Um, just a little fun stat or fun news that came out this week, which is Jao. Did you read a little bit about Jao Felix? I have not. No? Oh, Jao Felix. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. With, the, with the interview that he had with Fabrizio? Yeah. I saw he, that. He's he, a Barca a, fan. I didn't even know this. Did you know this? I did not know this. This is super out of nowhere. And maybe just coincidentally, right when Atletico is kind of like, we want you out. But he's like, Barcelona was always my first choice. <laughs> Barcelona's a dream. If it happens, I'll be so happy. But How hey. do you feel about it? No. No? No. No, I don't see why it would make sense to bring Jao. I mean, technically, he is younger than Lewandowski. Of course, he is. Yeah, he's but... twenty-two. Actually, it surprised me how young he is. 22. Oh, he's twenty-two still, mm-hmm. man. I feel like he's been in the league for years now. Well, he uh, signed with them like when he was like twenty. Maybe he's turning twenty-three. But yeah, he signed with them when he was like twenty or so. Yeah. Well, young. the point is, he wouldn't. I mean, he's not better than Lewandowski, nor he will get playing time with Barca. I mean, unless Barca play like a four-four-two. Dude, if we if we somehow like got rid of Rafinha or Dembele, then yeah, I'd be like, okay, let's take him. But you would rather have Jao Felix over Dembele in your team? No, like a but healthy I, Dembele? No, 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 no. I'm, that's oh. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If it so happens that we, I mean, I think Barca would have to make a big sell for this guy. Exactly. To come, Either so way, he's not coming. This is a new. This is a news article that you know broke out today, but I see very unlikely. No, that's what I was saying. It was just the yeah. fun news that came out. Yeah, I don't. I mean, would, would you think that Barca would actually go for him? That's my question, though. Oh no, I don't see him fitting, especially with uh, Vitor Roque coming through. There's no. He's he'll be the youngest guy. He'll be yeah, uh, and he's got like that Carlos Tevez, Sergio Aguero, like 
he's like central, but he doesn't really stay central. Like mm -hmm. his playing style is almost like like 2000, 2015 Benzema. Okay. And he was like a nine, but yeah, obviously he had Ronaldo there too, but he was like moving around a Move, lot. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And that's what Vitor Roca would say. And that's kind of like Joe Felix. Joe Felix is like, he can play deep. Yeah. He's quick, but no, it's enough for me. I don't know about you guys. Let me know. But I wouldn't, even if we had a perfect financial situation, I don't see why. It's, it would be like a waste of money to me. No for me. I would say it's a no for me too if I was a Barca fan. Just doesn't seem like a fit. You know, no. it's just he's not. It doesn't. He's not really that killer type of striker that Barca needs. And if you're looking for something that's, you know, like Brian mentioned, kind of a player that is all around, then you're getting Victor Roque next year. So, yeah, and 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 sadly, Joe Felix showed to he was he hasn't been the same since he left Benfica. You yeah. know, you remember that that standout. Yeah, of course. Everybody was Champions fighting League. for him. I mean, Atletico dropped a bag to get yeah. this man. And they thought he was really going to be him. And sadly, he hasn't lived up to that potential that he, you know, was supposed to have. But, hey, shout out to you, Joe. Uh, we all we the Barca the best fans. For you. I think he's, I don't know. I've heard some PSG rumors with him, too. So, possibly that's where it'll be. We'll see. I, yeah, I hope he gets out. Because, obviously, the, the, the situation with him and Atleti is not... It's, it's not ending up right, so we'll see how it goes. And then um, Vitor Roca, just just clarifying from last episode, we did mention. Oh, I did mention that he was going to come in December, January, mm -hmm. but now he's <clears throat> set to come into the next summer. Really, I thought it was January. I thought you were right on that. Yeah, no, no. Today, today it, it was it was finalized that he won he wouldn't come to the next summer. Oof. Yeah. So it's a bummer, but. Is that perhaps a Barca strategy with their financial circumstances? Because I, I, I swear to you, they even consider that he would come this summer, say a big sale was to be done by Barca. Mm -hmm. But now it's, oh, it was going to be January. Well, it and had to now be, it's like summer again. It had to be January, no matter what, mm -hmm. because of um, the Brazilian rules. Mm -hmm. They can't, you can't, they can't come like mid-season. Okay. Um, so they had, like, he had to finish the season oh. and it's still going. And it would be like December, January. That's when he would come. Now, I, I'm sorry. I didn't really re figure out why exactly he got pushed over. Mm -hmm. But point is, he's coming next summer. Okay. Um, which is a nice transition for me. Uh, I got a couple more minutes to talk about Barcelona. And is that it doesn't really matter unless Barcelona figures out their figures and their financial situation. It's no breaking news that over the last few years, Barcelona has been um, struggling financially. Right. Um, this summer has been ex uh, no different, even though we have moved the needle a little bit in the transfer market due to the lack of sales. There are concerns that Barcelona is not going to be able to register the new contract that we have, like Ronnie and um, Sergi, let alone the new signings like Iñago Martinez and Gundogan. Um, Arajo. Oh, that's what I said. That Ronnie. Ronaldo, oh, Ronaldo. oh yeah, that's what you call it. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call it. Oh, my fault. I'm not too. Yeah, Ronaldo Araujo mm -hmm. and then Sergi Roberto. Yeah, so um, per the article released by Sport in Spain, the club has communicated to the players that there is no doubt that they will all be registered and allowed to play this upcoming season. I don't trust Sport. <laughs> I think it's, well, obviously we all know it's Barcelona's uh, uh, news media or one of Barcelona's. It's Real Madrid's too. No, sports is it's definitely Barca's. But Real Madrid's part of it too, yeah. No, 
It's definitely not. Um, they have a tab that says Real Madrid right beside Barcelona. I understand that, but it's a it's news article ran by by Barcelona. Everyone knows that. There's no actual articles released by them that talk in any beneficial way about Real Madrid. It, sport is specifically linked. It's just like Le Parisien for PSG. It's just like Marca for Real Madrid. So you're calling them a liar? Sport, no. But I said. do think that I they do have a biased opinion about. Or they have a, 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 a ear inside the locker room and inside the board to know what's going on. Well, the point is, how will Brokelona fix their oh, issues? God, you got, you got nicknames. You got <laughs> nicknames for Barcelona. Well, look, man, I just I don't want to keep on going too long. I know I've been talking a lot, and we have a lot to get to with Real Madrid. But mm-hmm. point is, really, uh, especially per the per the Cope article that we that we talked about, right. there is an uh, you know if you guys have kept up with it, I'm not gonna bore you. There's levers that Barcelona had to get to, financial levers, right? Which was like they sold part of their TV rights to a company, part of their uh, different different um, companies that Barcelona's attached to. They were sold off to different investors, different companies. But there's this one payment that was supposed to be done before this summer, and it still hasn't been done, which is equivalent of $60 million which is part of a lever, which is now putting a stop to Barcelona to register any new players, especially not by any anybody else. That's the whole uncertainty that's happening. But again, for sport, I think Barcelona will figure it out. I think they'll find something just like they do every single year. Well, if you remember, the, uh, Kunde had to sit out for the, for the first few games in La Liga last season. Maybe you don't remember. <laughs> I do remember. Okay, well, yeah. He had to sit out. I just have a lot of things to say, and of I don't want it to. to I don't want the Barcelona fans to come at me for the for a lot of these sketchy things that are done within that club. But I'll just say this: <laughs> and it's that Barca always figures out a way to do things. And I think I talked about it on that on the last episode. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not even surprised if they'll sign. Mbappe <laughs> this year, okay? I, I, I don't know how they do it, but they goaded. manage a way to do it every no, year. No, I don't want Mbappe. I don't care. <laughs> if he comes from free and plays with free, I don't want him. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, just to put a little bow on that, Xavi says, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Barcelona, inside of Barcelona, they're very, they're very certain that they will have um, some money coming in, additional income that's going to support the final figures. And then in terms of exits, we got Lenglet and Casey also. That's going to be a boost to balance out our numbers. So we'll see. We're, with that, we'll be saving some significant. Yes, sir. Did you hear about the uh, athletic news article that came out regarding Barcelona's financial fair play? Uh, the fine they received. That, that, that must take a toll on Barcelona's finances, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. Like I said, they always figure out a way. It's it's all right. We're gonna figure it out. Stay tuned. We'll see. The transfer window is uh is long. We have a good bit to go, and who knows? There may be some surprising um exits too. You know, yeah. Ansu, Rafinha. I know there's a couple players that are not safe, and you guys, Barca fans, know. A couple of players that even us as fans probably don't mind letting go. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Stay tuned. Um, and yeah, what's going on with Real Madrid though? 
Yeah. So, you know, while other teams are suffering financially, uh, we're thriving economically. Uh, just to give you guys a little bit of, of facts, right? There was Real Madrid recently published a, uh, a an article, you could say, where they basically went over their finances and they talk about, you know, what's currently been going on with their stadium projects. As we know, Real Madrid right now is currently undergoing a massive billion dollar project to renew their Santiago Bernabeu, which is turning into an art of architecture. And there's obviously expenses that come with that. There's obviously, you know, things happening within the club that require, you know, money going out and, and coming in. But with that, Real Madrid still reported a 12 million euro gain, excluding player sales, right? Excluding player sales and profits made from these sales. And, and that to me, is once again, as I had mentioned to you guys on our first episode, something that makes me really happy because he proves once again how well financially our Real Madrid run. There was an article that was released by the Telegraph, which we touched in terms of Real Madrid hiding certain fees. And, and to a certain degree, I think Real Madrid released this article proving their earnings for the year and their financial status at the moment to kind of counter that, right, and say, that's not true. Everything is documented. Everything is recorded. This is where we're making money from, and that's obviously not including the sales that we're making from, from players as well. So in terms of the financial aspect, Real Madrid is once again, or for those Real Madrid fans who probably read that article or came across it, there is nothing to worry about. Nowhere near broke alone, and that's all I'm going to say. Crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You know, it's all love and everything. I do hope that you guys come out of that financial situation you guys are going through. But I don't think you guys have the best people up there for your club. And that even includes Laporta. But moving on, I think this is the topic that, once again, you either love or you either hate. Um, and that's Kylian Mbappe. And I hope I'm not boring you, man. Because no, 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 you're over here like <laughs> yawning on me. What's going on? I mean, wait, 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 wait. I'm still I'm tapped in. I'm tapped is, in. Is it the Mbappe topic that's boring you that much? Dude, it's just <laughs> it's just the ongoing tease, man. He's just doing nothing but teasing you guys since last season. And I can't believe you. Let me ask you something. Maybe, uh-huh. Before I start my whole Mbappe saga, uh, saga talk and everything. How do you feel about Mbappe joining Real Madrid this year? I don't care, dude. I don't care. No, no, but I mean, I know that you don't care. I know that you don't want him. I know that even if he came for free tier club, you wouldn't want him. But I mean, realistically speaking, right, mm-hmm. from the sports side, right, from the actual, you know, uh, bomb saga that Mbappe is, uh-huh. do you think Mbappe realistically joins Real Madrid this summer? Or do you think he's coming next year? Or you think he's not coming at all? Oh, okay. You mean just like okay, yeah. <clears throat> just as far as transfer wise, yeah. um, I don't, I don't know. Let me uh, before I say any of that, I just wanted to say like as you as and and maybe other Madrid fans, I don't really get why you guys still want him so bad after like because he keeps on going on with this like, okay, yeah, we have this agreement. Like I'm talking about just last last summer, right? Right. He's like, okay, cool, I'll be there, and then he announces a re- a, a, a renewed contract. Okay. And a lot of 
Madrid fans that I talk to, they'll say like, well, look at the amount of money that he got. Da, 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 da. But still, like, didn't, didn't you feel a little disrespected on that? Because he kept on saying like, oh, my dream is Madrid. I've been a Madrid fan. My idol is Cristiano. And then he just stayed. And then now he can't even be like, okay, fine, whatever. I'll I'll go with um I, I won't get my my loyalty 70 million and maybe I'll I'll push, I'll push and, and push for PSG to let me go because I want to go be with you guys because I don't want to stay here one more year. Wouldn't you want to hear something like that instead of this like, I don't know, I don't know. And then like, okay, maybe I love Paris, you know. Yeah, I think you have a, a fair point there. Um, I think most of us feel that way. Most of us felt that way um regarding the whole Mbappe situation and would we want Mbappe to be more transparent about what he actually wants yeah yes of course do we want Mbappe to come out and say I want to join Real Madrid this year I want to leave I do believe that you know this is the best scenario for me to walk out of PSG and leave PSG with financial freedom, right? To, yeah. To earn as much as they possibly can from my transfer. Mm -hmm. And also, at the same time, I accomplished my dream, which he's publicly said before, that right. would be joining Real Madrid. Right. I think that those are very valid points. I feel that if Mbappe was to do that, I will forgive him more than after his performance at the World Cup. Absolutely. But the problem is that no matter what, we can hate on the guy for his financial decisions, right? But at right, the same he's still time, the guy. yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you got to understand that when you're given the option, right, mm -hmm. to sign this very lucrative contract, right, right to right. make as much money as possible uh -huh. in your lifetime, to set your family up for generational wealth, you don't really necessarily just give up money like that. And at the end of the day, he has every right to fulfill his contract and end the year with PSG, earn his loyalty bonus, and still receive a signing bonus with Real Madrid yeah. for coming free. The thing is, with the Mbappe situation, is that no one this year thought Mbappe was even considered to come this year. Yeah. Everyone thought, well, Mbappe is going to come next year for free. Mm -hmm. We'll get Mbappe, we'll pay him his signing bonus for coming to us free, because a talent like that, the best player in the world does not come to a team for free. It but, just doesn't happen. Yeah, but you know, the, the more that I think about it, it was a little bit silly for, for us to have that thought of like, oh, yeah, he's not going to come this summer. He's going to fulfill his contract and come for free. But that, the question arose silly, when though. he sent in that letter. You know, he, he I, I believe from insiders that I've read was that PSG was aware that if Kylian Mbappe did not sign a new contract, uh, but before the end of the transfer market, or an extended, I'm sorry, contract before the end of the market this year, that Kylian Mbappe was not going to resign a new contract and was going to leave as a free agent. If that was the under that was the statement that was understood by PSG. That's what Kylian Mbappe understood. What Kylian Mbappe did was sent a letter letting them know once again, hey, my decision will continue to be I will not sign a new contract or I will not renew a new contract with you guys with PSG. Mm. So the part that where everybody took it out of proportion was that that letter somehow was leaked. Was it leaked by the Mbappe clan? Perhaps. Was it not leaked by Mbappe and it somehow got in the land and the hands of the wrong person? Perhaps. 
But because of that is what rose this whole Mbappe saga. This whole Mbappe is coming this year. The whole signs that well, it makes sense Mbappe wouldn't want to leave PSG and the financial burden of having a player of his class with the amount of money that PSG could make from him go for free. But is that you know? but is is that when PSG said, okay, you either resign or we gotta sell you? Well, PSG came out with those statements after Mbappe's statements that he did for France football, where he, you know, said that obviously he didn't believe that PSG. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you know, he didn't have that like, yeah, competitive like, side. PSG, yeah, they're, they're um, yeah, they're not the they're not a team, the big team in Europe, and they well, they're it's hard for them to win a PS a, a Champions League in PSG. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think PSG is obviously. Put butter. into those um, butter, but they're also put into a ring. You know, yeah, they, they have the... to come, kind of come back and jab at mm-hmm. at Killian for for what he said. At the end yeah, of the day, yeah. you know, going back to some of the the things that I was going to talk about, Killian was that today there was some news articles that came out and confirmed that uh, El Khalifi, El Khalifi, PSG, El Khalifi, yeah, whatever, yeah. Uh, president said. And came out to the team and said, no one is above PSG. No one's bigger than the club. Yeah. No one's bigger than the club. And not, and not including myself. Mm-hmm. And whether it was to Mbappe it or not, we know who exactly that statement is for. Of course. Yeah. There's, But, you know, there's some conflicting articles. I see I see the one like that you're talking about. Yeah. And I see somewhere like. Oh, Mbappe is seen in the in the in the training grounds, and his demeanor is calm. And and the I the thought in as in the locker room and such is that he's gonna stay, right? Which I don't know. So that's why it's a little bit conflicting. But actually, to go all the way back to your to your question, where you're like, do you I think that Mbappe goes this summer? Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't think so. I think is is a lot. You ha- you'd have to buy him, and it's gonna be a the biggest fee ever. It probably is going to double the most expensive transfer ever. And as great as financially as you guys are, you guys aren't. We're not the EPL. We have a lot of a lot of rules. Right. And I don't think there's any way in heck that La Liga is somehow going to be able to allow a half a billion dollar transfer. You know, for Mbappe, as big as he is or whatever. This is the thing, Brian. Yeah, with the Mbappe situation, every day that passes by, Mbappe's price tag reduces. Why? Because if Mbappe does not sign a new contract with PSG this summer, and the closer that date reaches to August thirty first or July thirty first, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. when the transfer market ends, mm-hmm. if PSG is forced to sell Mbappe, they will sell him at a price that whoever the buyer is, is willing to pay, and Killian is willing to go. Mm -hmm. That's the problem with the whole Mbappe situation. If Mbappe doesn't sign a new agreement, PSG will be forced to have to sell him for a price that perhaps maybe they did not want to sell him for. Because if by the end of July 31st, Mbappe does not have a new contract signed with Real Madrid or whatever team he decides to go to, mm-hmm. then he walks away a free man next year. Yeah, but that's a double-sided sword, um, mostly because 
where we talked about how, okay, say he gets in his, oh, I don't, I, you know, you guys have to let me go, whatever they ask for, I want to go with them because I'm not going to go with anybody else. So let me go with them. They'll just be like, okay, no. And then they'll bench him. If they don't give him that, if he doesn't abide to what they want, they'll bench him. And do you really want a play? player who's going to be benched for a whole season you know what i mean of course not um and, and that's why i think uh psg is putting that pressure right you know killian if you don't sign with us again or if you don't sign a new contract then we could feel forced to having to bench you the whole season that obviously takes a toll on the player's career because there's so much accomplishments there's so much things that you can do in one season one season can dictate you winning a Ballon d'Oro, right? One season can make or break you. Exactly. And obviously for Real Madrid, you wouldn't want to acquire a player who's been riding the bench for an entire season, yet alone for Kylian Mbappe, that doesn't necessarily sit well with your professional career. So it's a pressuring mechanism that PSG is getting toxic. It's getting getting really, really... um, and, and that's why I think I told you on the first episode, I told you about how the story with the whole Kylian Mbappe saga, it's so different than previous other years. Yeah. It's not where, you know, PSG is doing everything that they can to sign him again, which technically they are. Right. But it just what, doesn't want to. what have been said from both sides, you know, how do you recover from? Oh, you can't uh, take your, that back. Yeah. How do yeah. you recover from your best player telling you that as a team, you're not champions league worthy you're not champions league ready your club is a club who spreads uh cheese mess or or gossip right Uh, Mm -hmm. whatever you say it in english Mm -hmm. and you know as a club as a as a fan right you don't feel especially if you're a psg fan you don't feel any type of um, attraction to keep supporting killing you don't feel that you know every year you come out thinking my team could possibly win the Champions League. And then you have your best player saying that about your club. Then how does that make you feel? Which you I, better, I better hope, which hasn't hit his, hasn't hit the um, social media that, that I've seen. But I hope that you true PSG fans are somehow going to the outside of Mbappe's house. Oh, no. And please. telling him to get out and get out and get out. I hope you guys keep the same energy that you guys are doing to Messi, oh, who arguably won you guys last league one league once season they were it, winning prior to the Messi. no i'm saying last season though the trophy um because it was it got tight at the end it got tight i don't know did you keep up with no okay it's a worse league than the saudi arabia league <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd say that's a good clip it clip it um but no whatever i'm not gonna get into that but Messi, you know he's He's messy. He deserves respect. And the way you guys disrespected him is insane. I hope you guys keep in the same energy with this Mbappe saga where he's true, like in the media, completely bashing the team, bashing y'all's history, saying you guys are not a winning team. When he's arguably the best player in the world right now, played with the best player in the world last two seasons and played with one of the best players in the of our generation, Neymar. And he couldn't, and he couldn't live up to the stack. I feel like a lot of a lot of the hate that got thrown into like maybe Messi because he was in PSG. Like why wasn't why wasn't Mbappe supposed to be carrying? He's a young new new guy. 
Right, but the thing is, he's a he's a Parisian, he's a, a French made talent. But that's why from the jump I said that Halan is the best player in the world. Halan went from BBB to Manchester United and had arguably the best debut season ever. Okay, now let me switch something out to you. Right. You put Mbappe in Holland's shoes. You put Mbappe in Manchester City with uh, Pep Guardiola, and they don't win the Champions League. No, that's insane. If they do, if they do, it, but okay, I'll tell you this much: he wouldn't have scored as many goals as he wouldn't have individually had a, be- a better season than Holland. The maybe the outcome would have been the same. Maybe they would have won the EPL. Maybe they also would have won the Champions League, and maybe in the FA Cup. Because of Pep and because he's really he's an elite coach, top two ever. Okay. But Mbappe's not gonna score, you know, the 36, 30, whatever he scored, whatever Haaland scored yeah, in his debut insane. season in the Premier League. He's not doing that. Haaland was doing stuff that no nobody's ever done before. Uh so, anyways, now it's getting into Mbappe Haaland debate. But uh speaking of Mbappe. There's a couple of the things that are going in the PSG's realm mm-hmm. that will maybe push Neymar and Mbappe out, correct? Right, right. There's that has to do with that young... whole Xavi Simmons situation. Barcelona which, product, right? Was he a Barcelona product? I thought it was a PSG product. Keep going. I'm a double Well, player. anyways, um, there was an article that was released by Fabricio Romano, or much more of a tweet, actually, by Fabricio Romano, which basically mentioned or kind of touched that there was a possibility that if Xavi Simmons stayed, then possibly we could see the departure of either Kylian Mbappe or Neymar. And I think the majority of people, when they just recently saw that Xavi Simmons went on a loan. Which he was um, a Barcelona product. Came out of was? Okay, yeah. nice, nice. Which I, I knew. I don't know why I had to fact check, but go, keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, you know, he just it was just recently announced today that Xavi Simmons is joining RB Leipzig. Um, and, and that kind of made a lot of people question about whether, you know, the article that was released by Fabrizio Romano was, if anything, proving to that point that Kylian Mbappe or Neymar will actually stay this season. And he came out and actually confirm what he meant by what he said yeah and that was that even if Xavi Simmons leaves on a loan to RB Leipzig this season that there's still a possibility that Kylian Mbappe or Neymar could possibly leave PSG what he was mentioning by his first initial tweet was that Xavi Simmons was deciding till by Tuesday which was which is today Right. Yeah. Um, that if either one of them did not leave, then he would, you know, look for that loan option. Um, so that that does clarify the whole situation. I think a lot of people were thinking, man, you know what? Mbappe is once again keep playing. He's still playing with us. He's really staying. Yeah. And to end the whole Mbappe talk and everything, because we've we've kind of gone on on a whole long tantrum, you know, yeah, thing with Mbappe. I, I've mentioned it last week. I said I have it till this week that Mbappe announces <laughs> his decision. That it's totally. I'm, <laughs> I'm still going to hold to my week because I want to sound like you know I'm very confident in, in the things that I say. But obviously, I could be very wrong on my take, and and I think that no one knows. Don't trust the media outlets. I think a lot of the Spanish news uh, reporters and the Spanish news media. 
They portray this image that they know what they're talking about, but at the same time, nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going on. I don't even think either club, either Real Madrid or PSG, knows. I don't think. What, I don't think Mbappe knows. I don't what's think going Mbappe on. knows what he wants. Mbappe's like, what? Mbappe, I think it's like, do I take the paycheck? Do I wait it out and still get the paycheck? I still get the paycheck, whichever way I decide <clears throat> to go. So, I think this. Is going to be against, uh, you know, again, that cool LeBron season, that cool LeBron transfer market, and not till either Mbappe leaves PSG or he signs a ridiculously long contract. Yeah. This is still going to be the talk of the summer. It is. It is. And 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 clar- clarification, um, the La Liga summer transfer window does end September 1st, not July 3rd. So, oh, September 1st it ends. Oh, okay, September okay. 1st, yeah. So uh, it is, I mean, you still got like a month and a half. So we'll see. Oh, I mean, again, I don't care. I don't. I really don't care. Mbappe couldn't do it with two of the goats. I don't know if he goes and does it with a transitioning old Real Madrid team. I just really hope that this whole thing, you know, just solves itself out for my peace and clarity. Yeah. I think for most of us Real Madrid fans, uh, peace and clarity. I wonder but... if it's, if anything, any other transfers – ever been so much so traumatic and so like strung on for so long man yeah dude. This is, i mean technically this is going on a, a full year now a full year i mean it's been going longer than that i mean since i think after there was a possibility that we could sign killian from from france uh from paris you know it was like when he was on the loan no or... i think when he i think we actually started with killian since he was in monaco that we were, uh, no. yes, I, I'm pretty sure? sure I've read that, you know, Real Madrid tried it with Monaco, but that, you know, he felt like the right move was obviously to remain in France, keep developing. Then once he became available and started showing progress in, in France as well, then Madrid was even more interested. It's been going for years. It's been something that's been going on for so long. And I think with the whole Mbappe situation is that it's either now or never. Mbappe is going on to be 25 years old. After that, unfortunately, I mean, Ronaldo moved to Real Madrid when he was 25, right? But I don't even think if you compare Ronaldo highlights to Mbappe highlights, we're even remotely close. Yeah, as... especially especially because, yeah, Ronaldo was 25, but he had already won a Champions League. He won a Champions and League. And he had won a Golden Boot. And he had won a Ballon d'Or. And, and the had, Premier League. And he had won the Premier League. Yeah, he already had done Yeah, he, he was an accomplished, like, 24-year-old. Yeah. Mbappe... Does have probably one of the probably the most important trophy, which is the World Cup, right? Which is which again, that's you can't take that away from him again. But other than that, like if you if you're 27 and all you've won is a World Cup, it's like you're respected, you probably will go into the all timers, but you didn't do anything in Europe, especially with a, a slick. It's not like he's playing for a, it's not like he's still with Monaco. Yeah, the problem is the PSG. The problem is that it, I think everyone in the whole world wants to know when Mbappe will make that move that will already put what we consider him to be that great player that he is. Yeah, you know, pedestal, right? That 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 big move. Either whether I don't even care if he joins the Premier League or he goes to Real Madrid or Just wherever take the he next goes. Step. But. No one considers the France League to be a competitive league. Yeah. No one will ever give you the credit whether you win 10 consecutive league, uh, uh, league ones in the future. League 1. League 1. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. no one will ever give you that credit, even with your World Cup accomplishment, that you would get with joining a team that competes one not only in the Champions League, mm-hmm. but also competes with great football. You know, and I'm not saying that La, La, La Liga is so much better than the French league, but top players are going there for a reason, and that's to join the biggest clubs. In the world, unfortunately, as Paris has money, their legacy, their history is not really there to back them up. Yeah. So, you know, going back, I don't think that until he makes that final move, whether he even decides to make that final move, mm-hmm. will we, you know, really start talking about where Mbappe fits in among possibly the greatest players all of all time. Um, he won't, we won't have that conversation if he remains in France. Unfortunately, I don't think he, we will. Um, and, and, and that's why, you know, I think you probably could probably speak on that and say whether he not whether he doesn't join Real Madrid, but he joins a great club and does great things like possibly Holland is doing now. Mm-hmm. Then we can really consider, you know, talking about where he could possibly land among the greats because yeah, his stats now back that of a great player. But yeah. you know, in terms of actual competitive football, is where he's proven that he's failed at PSG now. What gives him more reasons that the PSG project will give him that option to compete, right? In, at least in the European League. Yeah, and and sadly, again, it's a, it's a, it's a hot topic, and <clears throat> maybe a lot of people aren't like, or maybe it is. I'm not sure, but the Halan and Mbappe debate, as far as the best player in the world at the moment, currently, I think Mbappe is a whole, an entire foot, an entire leg ahead of him. And uh, again, I know Mbappe has probably the stats of a great individual player, but he has not much to show for it, sadly, uh, because he can score thirty goals in the in the in the Ligue 1, but then when the club needs him the most, he'll kind of shut off in the Champions League, and that's where that's where it matters, sadly. In that that twelve thirteen uh, tournament, that's when. It's you got to really show what you're made of. And anyways, I hope that this Mbappe thing is over soon, man. I'm I'm tired of talking about him, to be honest. (laughs) I don't even like him. I really don't. I think he because I honestly, too, because I think he's not even like a humble guy to like really individually like. I think he's getting even with the comments. I'm not even a PSG guy, but even with the comments where he's like, Oh, PSG is not down, like you know, blah, 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 blah. like it's like why? That's not professional to say. You're still playing for them. You're still potentially gonna have a whole another season playing for them. Right. To talk bad about your team is crazy, you know. So I don't respect that. You're great. I know you are. And if you make the right move, you will probably end up being as top five ever. Which that's that's hard to deny. But I'm over it. But anyways, uh, moving on from the Kylian Mbappé subject. There is something that we're both really excited about, and Pre-season. that is starting this particular weekend. What is that, Brian? The USA preseason tour. Yes, sir. Where both of our teams are coming. Where both of our teams are coming. We have, uh, you know, Barcelona playing mm-hmm. about four different European teams. We have Juventus, Arsenal, uh, Real Madrid, and AC Milan. I think they actually played Tottenham uh, for one of those. Uh, like I don't know what their trophy is called, but that it's John, like a, John Camper, I think it is. Yeah, something like. But that. I think that's not in the U.S. 
that's, no, that's back in Europe. But that's when you they know, go it, back to it's still you can consider it's not nothing big. It's something that Barca does for fun. But yeah, you know, I, I think it it still gives it right that opportunity to showcase that young talent or, oh, or at course. least the new signings. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wanted to talk about that because we're both really excited about one getting soccer back. You know, at least whether it's the new talents that we have recently signed, and, you know, really get professional soccer or at least La Liga soccer, which includes both of our teams back on the TV and, and really get to enjoy and see the, the new talent there. So I we just, to we just miss sports, you, yeah. man. We miss yeah. sports. We haven't. Yeah, well, we miss there's soccer. Nothing. I mean, there's MLS right now, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That's that's the thing. MLS. MLS like kind of feeds us a little bit. We're like, Ugh. but unfortunately, the team that I support is just not doing the best right now. And no. and I think that I'm ready to see really really good football and 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 just you know feel like I'm losing my voice screaming through that TV. So. Yeah. Um. But anyways, I wanted to ask you, Brian, to conclude our episode today. Yeah. What excites you about the summer league, and who do you predict will be that? surprising player one going into next season but as well as in the preseason club friendlies yeah um no i'm really excited um i was talking to you a little bit about how last preseason balde had was pretty much what what would um it shifted his professional career at least with barcelona just how well he performed in the preseason where everyone was like oh like he he could really replace Jordi in a time where probably we didn't really as Barcelona fans I don't think we 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 saw maybe a lot of changes in a lot of different places as far as like maybe up top in the middle whatever but we didn't really mind Jordi Alba he was a solid guy he had but whatever Balde did so good where it was like it was just a major turning point in his career so I am really I am um, particularly excited um, my guy who. It'll it's gonna have a lot to do with um the moves that we do in the summer. But no matter what, I hope um he's one of the youngsters that Chavi is taking with him on the US tour. And it's Yamal. Lamine, Lamine Yamal. Probably butchering his first name, but I know his last name is Yamal. That 16-year-old who became the uh our youngest debuter um last season, which I hope uh you guys saw his debut it was electric i think and very promising uh i think since ansu we've and um and and gavi you know we love gavi the little bulldog but <laughs> we've been we've been waiting on this next like who's gonna be the next guy we really thought fati was gonna be right the guy you know he had the most hype he was i mean and he his debut season was insane he was, he was so young became the youngest uh, La Liga score, uh, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, sadly, injuries and maybe some confidence issues didn't live up to it. Anyways, back to the man, Yamal. I think he's going to be the one. I hope that he starts most games. Um, he's really young, 16 years old, but he plays with such a finesse. And for those that don't know Yamal, what position does Yamal play? He plays in the flanks. So okay. he'll, 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 He's, he's an attacker, um, but he's very versatile. Um, he can play like left mid, right wing, left winger, right winger. He plays well with both feet. He's quick. Um, so much things I can say about him. His passes were 
beautiful in that, in that debut game. So you think that he's going to be that surprise player for for Barcelona this year? You think that um, you know he will he will get that playing time that maybe perhaps you know Barcelona fans want to see? Well, it all depends, right? It all depends in, in if if he because um, obviously Xavi saw something in him. He's joining. Right. He's part of like six other really young um, talents talents that he's taking with him. Mm-hmm. And if he proves himself, if he if he has some standout performances and right. where he touches the ball, shows him that he can play as a mature player at such a young age. I don't see why not. You already know that Rafinha is shaky. Gavi, well, right now he's a little bit sick, so he hasn't. I don't even know. I think he might be joining the. I know he's going with the team. I don't know how much he'd play because he's a little sick. He has like gastritis or something. Like that. Oh, really? I think I, I think that's that's how it is. I don't know how to pronounce it in English, but I think that's what it was. That's what they that, that's what I read in the FC mm-hmm. Barcelona team news. And so it's not like we have a solid guy on that opposite wing from Dembele. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot to fight for. And at the very least, I, he'll probably give Rafinha a run. So he's not only won the expected surprise for these club friendlies, but also you think that going on to next season, you would you know possibly see a lot of uh, Lamine Amal in the squad where he could also shock and surprise the world. He would be that outstanding player for Barcelona coming into next season. Yeah. Yeah, as far as like surprising, getting minutes and seeing who he really is for the first time, yeah, I think he'll be the guy. This is his breakout season. It it would be, yeah. I mean, because like I said, he he had a couple of little minutes last season that he got called up into the senior team, but nothing like real, you know. But this season, I I, I especially now with like more vets, you know, like Gunde and Martinez in the back, I feel like. Chavi will have more confidence to be like, okay, well, we'll give you some more minutes. And again, it all just depends on the preseason. Right. I just have a really high hope for him in the preseason. So, um, but what about you? You guys are gonna be facing uh Man U, AC, um, us of course, and then Juve, right? Yeah. So who are you predicting to be your yeah, I think it's gonna be a really exciting preseason for for Real Madrid, you know, we just recently acquired a really promising talent this offseason. Uh, we have, of course, Fran Garcia, who's going to be competing for that left back position alongside Ferlan Mendy. Um, and, you know, we recently acquired, of course, the signing of Jude Bellingham, right. uh, Arda Aguilera, which is obviously going to be, you know, look into where he would actually fit because technically he's a natural attacking midfielder. Right. But at the same time, he he plays on the right wing. So, you know, being that we need players more in that right wing position, mm-hmm. right? Could we possibly see some more of Arda Aguilera there? Um, and of course, as well, Joselu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joselu scored 16 goals. He was, I think, top three um, oh, and top scorers, in yeah. top scores last season. So, and it's a player that, for some reason, always obviously score against Real Madrid. And to have him in our squad now makes me so happy. Um, he's not or wouldn't be considered to be a starting you know, player, right? But to see him wear the white shirt, to know that he's also a player that came from La Cantera, um, and to be able to witness a lot of our youth uh, squad perform out there is something that really excites me. 
Now, my prediction is Jude Bellingham. Now, of course... Your prediction for what? Like uh, That's who you're most excited about? Yeah, I'm most excited about seeing Jude Bellingham, but I think that Jude Bellingham uh, in the preseason, not only will he get a lot of playing time because, one, he will need it, right. but at the same time, we'll be experimenting a lot with new lineups for this upcoming season. Let's say Kylian Mbappe does not join us this season, then we could possibly be looking at a potential 4-4-2 um, okay. and, and playing him in that diamond position where he's that attacking uh, midfielder for, for Real Madrid. And I think that Jude Bellingham is a topic that have kind of been, you know, we signed him and there was a lot of hype behind him and everything. But once the whole Mbappe situation kind of exploded, yeah. it was kind of put to the side. And I really hate that because it discredits the fact that we did sign a top talent. Right. You know, he is considered to be the future of that midfield class, right, of, of, of potential superstars. And... I think that Jude Bellingham will not only adapt really well to Real Madrid, mm -hmm. but I think that he will adapt really well to the season that Real Madrid have, you know, upcoming this year. Yeah. And I think he will be that breakout player. Uh, I'm going to put a little bit of Arda Guler there. Uh, you know, he seems very um, magical with his touch and his play yeah. style. And I think that there's a lot of hype going behind him, but don't take that away from, what Drew Bellingham can potentially do in a team like Real Madrid, what he can contribute to a team like Real Madrid. And that excites me so much where I think that, you know, not only did he make the right decision to join us, but at the same time, I think it opens the possibility for, for really proving the kind of player he is. And I think that, you know, this year and this season, right. We'll, we'll see a lot about him. We'll talk a lot about him. Mm -hmm. And my only wish of course, is that, he adapts really well, but I, there's something inside me that tells me that he's going to be fine. Mm. And, and and you can tell that a lot with how he conducts himself, how mature he is as an individual in his interviews and mm -hmm. um, him as a person. And I think that he has the, the you know his head in the right place. So that's who I have as my player breakout player and i know that you might think well how is that a breakout player when he was already considered to be good yeah well that doesn't ever guarantee you success i mean no. we've seen it with indian hazard and, and other players mm. uh, for for our clubs that doesn't guarantee you success but your eagerness to compete right your, your ambition to compete how well you conduct yourself outside of the the, the field is what makes someone a great player and that's why I think Jude Bellingham has all those attributes, all those qualities to really showcase that kind of superstar that I predict he's going to be. Yeah, I think it's, it's still fair to say to say that he will be a breakout. I mean, he's, he's only 20 years old. Yeah, he's right? crazy young. So young. He plays very mature for his age. And uh, yeah, I think he's he has no ceiling. Um, the way you guys can play him is... Is on. Uh, I don't think there's a limit. You guys can play him all around, move him all around that that midfield to the top area. You know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's scary. It's definitely <laughs> scary as a Barcelona fan to see um, to see that kind of caliber player that you don't, guys have. Don't you feel like his transfer was kind of like put under the rug to a certain degree? Like it was kind of like disregarded after the whole Mbappe thing broke out again this season. Well, yeah, I think it was this transfer. I, if I remember correctly. Right after him was the messy one. 
Mm-hmm. Right after him, like Messi was like Messi to answer, and everyone right. was like, "What the heck?" You know that kind of yeah. like broke the internet. Yeah. So I think maybe mostly that I'm not, I'm not even trying to like throw a compliment at Messi, but I think that was like it was like Jude, which was probably I think the world already knew you guys were gonna get him. I remember you most... sending a message to me and saying like, "Damn, I hate that this is true." Yeah. But it's really happening. Oh like, yeah, the Jude. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Because it was, I mean. It was written in the stars. You guys were always going to get them. So, I mean, Liverpool was up there, you know. Yeah, but Liverpool and City was as soon too. as as soon as Liverpool didn't make it to Champions League, they were out of it. Am I, I think so too. Yes, they were done. I they were do done. believe that. Dude yeah. wasn't going to be like, oh yeah, let me make this big commitment, new club, new contract, new signing to Europa League team. Yeah, no disrespect. I love Liverpool and I love you, Tyler. <laughs> but hey, you know. I wish you guys nothing but the best. I hope this is a very exciting preseason. And I'm very excited to see what's coming next.